Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams. Brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi there, welcome back to Boating Insights. I'm Neil Driscoll and I am going to be here on my own today talking to you uh, on a, an idea that we call um, perishable knowledge. So I just want to kind of help you identify and then you know hopefully maintain some areas that you um you might you might have ended up building and developing skills or knowledge in the past and uh, and just thinking of ways that you might be able to kind of combat if they've got a bit rusty or possibly even been forgotten so um We'll give you kind of a, a bit of background on this. I mean, we say perishable knowledge, or I say perishable knowledge. I, I am referring to um, knowledge and skills, really. And um, part of this is coming from, you know, the whole thing that we do uh, and, you know, see work every day is getting you to get out there and, you know, push yourself to try new things and go to new places, maybe try new boats, uh, sail configurations, what I want to get you thinking about today is, you know, that in order to, uh, you know, one, progress at uh, how confident and competent you are with these things, but also to make sure that you don't regress, um, that you kind of have some strategies in place to kind of get a little bit better um, and, and stay good. So like everything that we talk about today or, you know, in all of the training, the, the really important thing for you to kind of be aware of is remembering that this is all meant to be fun so I'm not suggesting unless you you know are someone that's naturally drawn to kind of spreadsheets and schedules that you need a you know an intense kind of program laid out to keep yourself current I'm just suggesting that you um well in an ideal world for me that just when you go down to the boat that you just try and find one thing each time you go on the water that you're going to kind of practice or implement or kind of keep on top of um just so that you 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 manage that perishable knowledge and um i mean one of the i think one of the most classics is if you talk to people unless they've ended up kind of working commercially and even then maybe if they are working commercially that have gone down the path of kind of doing a full yacht master offshore ask them five years later if they can still remember the um the the light combination for a you know a a, a tug pushing a partially submerged object when the toe is less than 200 meters uh, and they're probably unless they happen to have been somewhere where that you know that was something they saw regularly they're probably going to struggle to to remember remember what they're what they're looking at um you know there's, a, there's lots of, particularly for exams there's lots of knowledge that you might have to kind of absorb that you might forget um uh if you don't use it and um other areas that I kind of see this are, you know, for example, if you've maybe gone through and used traditional navigation and you haven't kept your skills current and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a scenario um, that you're out on the, um, you know, you're out on, on an adventure and you realise that you actually need to do some manual tidal calculations and you haven't done it for two or three years and... Um, be easy to find yourself sort of caught out with that. So hopefully the skills will come back to you. But what I want to think about is how do we how do we identify these things and kind of make sure that we're we're keeping track of them. Uh, 
Well, the the most obvious and easiest way for you to kind of manage skill fade or perishable knowledge is that you do something a little bit more. Who knows? You could even maybe go above and beyond. There you go. Um, you know what the minimum that you need to do. So uh, yes. An example, I was with some guys last night who are uh, getting ready for a, a, a bit of an offshore racing program, you know, all, all things being equal. Um, and you know, as the sun set and I sort of pointed out to everyone at that point how they'd all, you know, they've all had experience of using harness lines. Everyone's done sea survival training and things in the past, but um, they don't use safety tethers a lot. They tend to be bracing inshore and you know i waited until it got completely dark and was like well how much do you all wish right now that you had just been wearing tethers for the last hour while it was daylight and you could see where you were going and that you'd got your head around the boat and where everything was going before it was dark and you couldn't see and you were doing it blind and that's a really simple example it's one i kind of stick with because you know tethers are a a hot topic and unfortunately you know they have um they've been linked to um some very uh very sad events as well and the uh, over the last couple of years uh with fatalities so you know using tethers as as an example when i do a manoboard masterclass or see survival training you know you say well when do you use a tether and usually the hands will go up and people will say oh look I use it when it's rough. I use it when it's night time. I use it when the skipper tells me. Maybe they say I use it when it's reefed. The point being that in in, in all of these situations, um, you're talking about using it when you need it and not giving yourself to a chance to kind of get get better or maintain those skills uh, in easier and more achievable scenarios. So that then, by the time it gets dark or it's rough, you're you know you've actually you're you're completely familiar with the deck layout and you do know how your tether works and how far you can get around the boat and which points you get caught or whatever it might be um tethers i think are probably one of the key examples of skill fade you know the it would be very easy to be complacent and just go oh yeah like i'm you know you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out how to open and close a clip um however Anyone that spent any time on the foredeck in rough weather using tethers would, I'm certain, tell you that um, that it is a skill that you get good at and that actually needs to be transferred between different boats and that isn't something that you um, want to be just figuring out on the fly while you're hurtling through waves uh, in the dark. So, you know, that, that that's kind of one topic that's kind of got me inspired to think about it. Thinking about a couple of others, I mean, people always talk about ideas, say, with navigation, about maybe, you know, GPS going down, or I, I, I think it, it can just be quite simple. You know, I um, uh, I remember talking to uh, my lovely mum um, a few years ago now, um, it was probably about 10 years ago, and they, mum and dad got caught out in a, you know, pretty brutal um kind of wind against tide where the wind was the opposite of what was forecast for the ordinary race so they'd sort of anticipated going through with seven knots under them um downwind with about 20 knots behind them and instead it ended up being about 35 knots 
into seven knots, 35 knots of wind. Um, I think dad's exact words were um, yeah, horrific and terrifying, uh, which once you've got 65 years of offshore experience behind you and that's your that that's your summary i think it'd be fair to say it was a pretty horrible day out there um but uh as luck would have it all of the instruments went down so um those of you that are listening to this now having sailed through the channel islands in the ordinary race will appreciate that you know having to sort of navigate back by hand on the fly in conditions like that if you haven't done it for a while would would be a challenge for most um and you know mum figured it out and uh you know dad did his driving and mum did her nav which is kind of how they run the boat um and they got there but you know although they'd been doing if you like the right thing it's a matter of opinion I, I i think it's the right thing as they do to you know put a position on the chart each hour when they're at sea which they'd been doing for 40 odd years or something but the the thing that they hadn't then done is i suppose just track that out the next bit you know and just do a projected ep or a, a you know a course to steer just to double check that they were remembering you know using the tidal calculations and yeah they figured it out but uh, i think it was a certainly a tense few minutes while everyone was trying to remember how to do it um with navigation as an example i i, I i'm sort of of a view um outside of qualifications that you can determine if you can navigate or not quite simply if you can be somewhere which is uh unfamiliar but you've prepared and you can transition seamlessly between electronic and traditional navigation uh without it actually having any effect on what you're doing um i'd say it's pretty safe to say that you can navigate and i mean that in both directions you know you know shifting from navigating from you know using uh, compasses and bearings and uh, that sort of stuff to maybe just using um, yeah soundings with a radar or or just you know relying on a chart plotter or moving between any of these seamlessly then I'd say it's pretty safe to say that you can navigate if the answer to that is no and you wanted to be able to say yeah I can navigate then I'd say you, you know it's probably still a bit of work to do which yeah, obviously um, the courses that we we offer a, a really good step to kind of help do that alongside then putting those skills into practice to make sure that you haven't just learned things that you don't then kind of keep current on and, 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 and continue to progress using them in the real world. We could go on and yeah, I think if you, if you think around your own boating, much like in previous podcast episodes when I talk about pushing yourself to try something new, we all have areas of the boat we're naturally drawn to. You're naturally mechanical or you're naturally someone that's good at fixing things and racing and you might pay more a lot more attention to some areas than, than others. Um, and I would say with your perishable knowledge, that is an area that you want to make sure that you, um, you're paying attention to the areas that you wouldn't naturally be interested or drawn to as well. Um, just to make sure, you know, even if it's not necessarily fixing something or doing it, but that you're keeping current, that you've got an awareness of how these things are and uh, and, and where things go. So when you're um, when you're having a go at this, I suppose areas for you to think about would be um, your own your own skills um, in terms of communication. So, for example, people often that I see I work with, they can get really good at 
safety briefing and boat inductions but you know that's an area that it's easy to fall out of the habit of because you have consistent crew and before you know where you are you've actually had a a crew changeover of maybe 50 percent of what you were used to and you realize that you haven't done a safety brief or an induction in a year um so those kind of things are, are one area um that you know it's very easy to kind of fall behind on another is your equipment um you know the nature of boats things often need updating and it's quite easy to suddenly realize that you've updated maybe your electronic equipment or your safety equipment or you know drive or charging units whatever it might be and that actually your knowledge has fallen behind and although you were very across a system or uh, gear that you had in the past that you, you've maybe some of that's fallen away the next is for those of you that have kind of already gone out there and passed exams maybe you've gone and done your ICC or your yacht master um, and you got very good at doing man overboard drills be it under power or sail as an example um, when did you last do one you know I, I gave someone very little notice last night in a, a sail configuration they were not familiar with on a boat they are familiar with in the dark that they were going to be doing a man overboard drill and running it I think probably a, bit, a minute which you might sound a lot but you know when you've got to run an unfamiliar crew that's quite a lot um and they nailed it but as well the question would be had i not been there and said right we're going to do this now how long would it have been between drills you know one year easily becomes two so even if you've gone through the motions of kind of getting your skills really kind of sharp and tidy to get through an exam um skill fade is a very real thing and it's very easy to suddenly realize that something that you may have been very good at once you now haven't done for quite some time so have a think about that and if you have kind of achieved a qualification try and think about some of the things you were examined on that you you maybe haven't haven't ended up doing for a little while and this you know I I quite like the idea of this being a bit of a maintenance program for your own skills um we have a completely free system called logbook um if you go onto the the website, either the doubleabboating.com uh, or doubleabboating.co.uk, depending where you are. Um, flick through from Boating Insights or the customer login. You can go straight into Logbook. It's completely free. And depending on where you're at, whether you want to be a, a local adventurer or a Mediterranean sailor or a coastal explorer or a blue water skipper, I've outlined a series of skills and competencies that you know I I think are relevant for you as skipper and or crew um and you can use that that's quite a neat way of you kind of just keeping track of the things that you're planning to learn and the things that you're wanting to work on um and so have have a look in there um what's really neat with that is actually when you analyze your own skills at any level they will carry through to the end so even if your aim at the moment is to be a local adventurer you could then go and click on the blue water skipper and see how your kind of current skill levels would would follow through for for doing a a sort of a higher level in the future so that you've got good ideas of where to work on um so look it's a relatively simple one for you today and if you know in an ideal world for me I'd, i'd love it if you could kind of think of something that you've done already to that you've pushed yourself to try something new um and then come up with a way that you can just have a go at doing that again or that you can kind of get yourself brushed up on something that you're you're unfamiliar with 
And you know, if you're not naturally imaginative for this sort of thing, one of the ways I find works really well is find someone else that you go boating with and each think of something for the other person. So you come up with something for them, they come up with something for you. It, it kind of just gives you a bit more accountability behind it and gives you more chance that it'll happen. Um, and, you know, it's always, always keen to hear about it. Um, so you can always just um, take a picture and tag us with uh, at aabboating.com. Oh, sorry, um, at aabboating, um, no.com for a, a tag. Sorry, I got my socials muddled up. Um, and um, keep, it, keep, keep us in the loop. If I see something that looks really awesome, we'll, uh, we'll throw you a free online skipper course to say well done. So uh, get out there and um, keep those skills sharp, everybody. Yeah.